crossing over into campground. That was lovely. Good morning, friends. Welcome to our 8.30 service on this. The, it's the Sunday of the baptism of our Lord, the first Sunday after Epiphany, which was yesterday. Thank you for coming to worship. Welcome to those of you in the room. More we know joining us online. And a special welcome to those of you visiting with us. I met a few of you before the service. We're really honored that you've come. We hope you'll come back and leave us some contact information so we begin to connect with one another. My name's James Howell, and I'm up front this morning with my friend and colleague, Reverend Taylor Pride Barefoot. Good morning. It's so good to see you all in worship. Uh, it's a new year, which means it's a new opportunity for us to encounter God. Um, so we encourage you to look at this week at Myers Park to see all the different things that are being offered as we start this new year. So let us continue on in worship.
Church, let us continue to join our voices as we affirm our faith with the Apostles' Creed, which is found in your hymnal on page 881. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. I invite you to join me with our prayer of confession, which you can find in our bulletin. Gracious God, our sins are too heavy to carry, too real to hide, too hidden even to realize, and too deep to undo. Forgive what we hesitate to name, what our hearts can no longer bear. Set us free from a past that we cannot change. Open us to a future in which can be changed, and grant us grace to grow into your likeness. Amen. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love for us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen.
Let us remain standing for the reading of the gospel. And this gospel reading is Mark chapter 1, beginning with the fourth verse. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And there went out to him all the country of Judea, all the people of Jerusalem, and they were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed in camel's hair and had a leather girdle around his waist and ate locusts and wild honey. And he preached saying, after me comes he who is mightier than I, the thong of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I have baptized you with water. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And when he came up out of the water, immediately he saw the heavens open and the Spirit descended upon him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven. You are my beloved son. With you, I am well pleased. This is the word of God for the people of God. Last Sunday, I had uh, for me the rare privilege of uh, being one of you guys. Lisa and I sat um, out in the congregation. I'm not very good at it. I haven't done it much in my adult life. And I uh, heard a great sermon from Taylor where she noted that uh, around the birth of Jesus, there's a lot of busyness there for a while. They, they took a trip, and the shepherds came, and the magi came, and they make a trip to Jerusalem. They see Simeon and Anna. And then things kind of settled down a bit. Um, also in that service, we sang We Three Kings, and I wasn't a great worshiper. I laughed out loud because we came to the last stanza where we sing sorrowing, sighing, bleeding, dying. And I always remember uh, in a prayer for Owen Meany, at that point, Owen leans over to John and says, that doesn't sound very Christmassy to me. The story fast-forwards from uh, Jesus as a little child to the baptism with only one short vignette from his childhood. Jesus comes to the Jordan. When I take pilgrims there, we go to a place called Qasr el Yahud. Uh, it's sandy except for the narrow Jordan River. It's not a deep river at all, a very shallow river, not very wide. There are monasteries there, Franciscan, Coptic, Ethiopian. It's a really splendid uh, place indeed. I remember one year we had a group there and we were uh, gathering for our service of baptismal renewal and right across the river there was a group that I found out later they were Korean. And they uh, paused for a moment and they sang in Korean, but you could tell from the tune, How Great Thou Art. And when it, they finished singing it, uh, I got my people together and we sang How Great Thou Art back to them in English. It was so moving. And it occurs to me at such a time, we, we need a God that's great, don't we? We need a God who is great, because when Jesus waded into the water there, he was taking on himself the sins of the whole world, the troubles of all of humanity. He bears, he grieves with us. He bears in his own body the hope of reconciliation 
right? Jesus uh, did not lash out at his enemies. He forgave them. He loved them. They had just abused him, and he forgave and loved them. We need that kind of power, that mysterious kind of grace. I did a program this past Wednesday on Gaza. The world has so many of these just irresolvable, seemingly, issues. Sometimes in our own lives, we have seemingly irresolvable issues. But God has the power. God knows the way. My favorite moment at our uh, Christmas concert, with apologies to the grown-up singers, was when our children sang, Let There Be Peace on Earth. And I was really struck when they sang, And Let It Begin With Me. It was at the top of their voices. And I thought, I hope they mean it. We need them to mean it. We need all of us to mean it. Let there be peace on earth. Let it begin with me. Let us follow Christ in this. Uh, thinking about this text, I've been uh, listening to an audio book the past couple of weeks by a guy named John Feinstein. He's a Duke grad sports writer. It's a book on the rivalry between Dean Smith, Coach Mike Krzyzewski, and Jim Valvano. He told a couple stories I did not know. One of them is that uh, Valvano reported that after he'd been uh, the coach at NC State a couple years, he kept losing to North Carolina, and one of the boosters came to him and said, you're from New York. You don't understand our culture down here. You need to beat North Carolina. He said, I understand your culture. And the guy said, no, you don't understand, and if you don't beat North Carolina, I'm going to kill your dog. Valvano said, I don't have a dog. He went home, got it the next morning to get the paper, and there was in a basket on his front step a little puppy. Cute. <laughs> and there was a note attached that said, don't get too attached. <laughs> the better story was what happened in 1958. Dean Smith, who was just an assistant coach at the time, he was way ahead of the game. 1958 integrated the Pines, a prominent restaurant in Chapel Hill. He went with one of his fellow church members and integrated the restaurant. Feinstein asked Dean Smith about this. He said, uh, wow, what a moment. And Dean said, who told you that story? And Feinstein said, well, it was, it was your former pastor, Bob Seymour. He said, he shouldn't have told you that. And Feinstein said, why? You should be proud that you did this. And Dean Smith said, you shouldn't be proud of yourself if you only do what's right. You shouldn't be proud if you only do the right thing. Jesus wades into the water, and he's baptized by John, and there's a voice from heaven that says, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. I don't, I don't think God is saying God, Jesus did the right thing, and I'm so proud of him. Kids are that way, aren't they? I remember when my kids first were learning how to swim, and we would go to the pool, and they would jump in, and I would watch them, and then their head would bob up out of the surface. And it was so cool. I thought they were just enjoying the water for themselves, but I noticed every time their head would bob up, and then they would look for me, like, where's Dad? Like, did you see that? And I better be watching, saying, well done, in the water. Well done. What, what I think God is speaking of when he looks at his son is, is his intimate attachment to Jesus. The two of them are so close that Jesus could say, the, the Father and I are one. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. With the rest of us, there's always some distance between us and God. There's always some distance between us and other people. But with Jesus, there just was no distance between his heart and mind and God, his Father's heart, 
and mind. And because he was so attached, we too can be so attached. And because we're so attached to him, we're wise if we don't get too attached to the things of this world. See how that works? We get so attached to God, we don't get too attached to the things of this world. We travel light. I told some of you this story before. I baptized a man years ago who was 45 years old. He'd never been in church in his life, and he came by my office one day. We'd not met. And he said, I just come from the doctor. I've been diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. I don't have long he said, I've never been involved with God. I want you to help me get connected to God. I said, yeah, we'll work on this in the time that we have. So we started meeting and reading the Bible and praying. And finally one day he just, he'd gotten to be just immobile entirely. And he asked if I would come to his house and baptize him. So I took some water out of that, scooped out of the Jordan River over. We had a prayer and I took some of that water and I, this was amazing. I splashed it on his forehead, and it was, it was as if some kind of electrical current went into his body. He, he shook, and then he sobbed, and then I swear he was laughing. Finally, he got to where he could speak, and he looked at me, and he said, I feel lighter. I feel lighter. This time of year, a lot of people do New Year's resolutions. I don't know if it's a good idea or a bad idea. It's noble to try to be better and more holy. Sometimes I worry that a New Year's resolution is like one more weight on your shoulder. You had a lot of heavy stuff already, and then let's take on eight new weights and try to carry those around. I think the message of the gospel is that like, we don't have to carry more weights on our shoulders. We have to trust in God who, who takes burdens off of us, who helps us to be lighter, who gives us the power and the inspiration and the, the humility and the goodness to be the good people, to be the holy people that God created us to be. We can be lean of soul. We can be fit in our minds. We can be nimble we got some work to do. Let there be peace on earth and let it begin with me. Uh, we uh, do this, I love that we do the service at the beginning of every uh, year, the renewal of baptism. I'll go down in a minute and say a prayer and we'll invite you to come forward. And when you come forward, uh, you can do what you want. The water will be in the bowl. I'm not going to touch you. You've been baptized before. Maybe, not all of you, but most of you have been baptized before. So you just touch the water, and a lot of people touch the water to their forehead or to their mouth or to their head. You know, a cynic would say, it's just some water. But I don't know, I believe there's some power in this. I think there's some uh, healing in this. I always watch people as they come. I see our really devout people. Like, I'm going to dig in deeper. I see people... A little puzzled and confused, but, but they, they hope there's some healing and some power here. Years ago, I had a guy come to church. He said he hadn't been in church since he was a little kid. He was really cynical about church, but he came on that Sunday, and he thought, I'm not going up there, but then he came, and he touched the water to his head, and he said, I don't know what happened. Something happened. I think he said, I'm with God again now <laughs> also every time uh, at this time of year quote uh, martin sheen 
uh, the great actor who's a very devout Roman Catholic, and he talks about days like today in worship. He says, how can we understand these great mysteries of the church? I don't have a clue. I just stand in line and I say, here I am. I'm with them, this community of faith. This explains the mystery. It's all the love. Sometimes I'm overwhelmed just watching people in line. It's the most profound thing. You just surrender yourself to it. So my brothers and sisters in Christ, through the sacrament of baptism, we are initiated into Christ's holy church. We are inc incorporated into God's mighty acts of salvation. We are given new birth by water. All of this is God's gift offered to us without price. Through the reaffirmation of our faith, we renew the covenant of our baptism, acknowledge what God is doing us, and affirm our commitment to Christ, Holy Church. And so as we do always when there's a baptism, uh, pour the water and we pray over it. Friends, let us pray. Almighty and gracious God, when nothing existed but chaos, you swept across the waters and brought forth light. In the days of Noah, you saved those on the ark through water. When you saw your people as captives in Egypt, you delivered them through the sea, their children you brought into the promised land through the Jordan. In the fullness of time, you sent your son Jesus. He was baptized by John. He was anointed by your spirit. He call, and he calls on us, his disciples, to be his witnesses in the world. Pour out your Holy Spirit on this gift of water. And for those who come this day to renew their baptism, may it be for them a sign of your grace, your unmerited, your unfailing grace. May they be healed of what ails them. May they be forgiven of what has gone awry in their soul. In the name of Christ, our Lord and Savior, we pray. Amen. So, friends, we would invite you to come.
Let us continue in an attitude of prayer. Holy God, we come to you full of gratitude for the waters that have washed us and joined us together, for all the ways you bless us, for the ways that you show your mercy, for your presence with us always. We thank you for a new year with new possibilities. As we enter this new season, help, we, help us to carry with us wisdom from where we have been so that we can grow in our love of you and our neighbors. Lord, in your mercy. Father God, you have claimed us as your own. Remind us this day that we are your beloved children. Mother God, we may feel your arms around us, reminding us that all will be well. Remind us again today of the depth of your love, the power of your grace, and the gift of the Holy Spirit that empowers us always. Lord, in your mercy. God, our hearts are continually breaking at the tragedies that plague our world. We feel overwhelmed by the violence and brokenness. Help us to not become complacent in our overwhelm, but to turn to you. May your mercy, justice, and peace break forth, and may we be agents to change in our communities. Lord, in your mercy. God of love, help us to remember our belovedness, that as we renew our baptisms, help us to renew our zeal for following you wherever you may lead. Help us to care for those who are sick, grieving, or alone. Empower us to serve and give of our time and resources. Lead us in paths that build a deeper connection with you, O oh God, so that we may walk with Jesus each day of our lives. And so together, with one voice, we offer the prayer that your Son taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. As we prepare for our tithes and offerings, I want to give thanks for the ways in which you have continued to be a generous church. We have welcomed so many new people members into the life of our church through baptism and membership, and that is because of your continued generosity, so thank you.
God, we offer these gifts to you. Help us to be the church that you have called and claimed us to be. Help this be a part of the upbuilding of your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Friends, it's been good to be together in God's house this day. What a great way to begin what I know will be a great year in the life of our church. It's always a great year in the life of our church, but this year with our new building coming online, so many things happening. Such excitement. What a privilege it is for each one of us to be part of such a wonderful church family. And now may the grace of our risen Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the love of the grace of God the Father, and the grace of the Holy Spirit be with each one of us both now and forevermore.